very happy Easter to you all. And we're going to spend some time together today celebrating Easter as we remember that Easter is about hope entering this world. And I want to spend some time today talking about hope. I was uh, amazed last week, for those of you who connected online, you would have seen that in the chat feed within the, the website that you're now looking at, there was someone who wrote in and who had recognised me from 10 years ago. And this guy was called Sai. I met him in prison, a large prison in London about 10 years ago. And I used to meet and pray with Sai. And he was going through a really difficult time, obviously in prison at that point in his life. He reached the bottom of the barrel, his job was over, his relationships were under strain. And he got to a place where all his hope had gone. And as I was reading these words from John chapter 20 this week, I was reminded, of course, that for the disciples, their hope had gone. They put all their hopes in Jesus. They had given up everything for him. They had given up their, their livelihoods. They left their families. And against all their expectations, having seen Jesus heal and calm storms and multiply, Jesus was arrested. Jesus was tortured. And Jesus was executed in the most brutal way on the cross. And as the disciples saw this, as they heard about it, for them, that was the end. It was over. Their hope had gone. For many people in our country, there's a sense, isn't there, that hope has gone. All the structures that had defined identity and security have just been ripped away. There's no more shopping, there's no more cinema, no more theatre, no more schools. For some, there's no more jobs, there's no restaurants, no socialising. And we're all left asking this question, what do I put my hope in? Well, the message of Easter for you today is that there is reason for hope. What got released on that Easter Sunday, that first Easter Sunday, was hope. Not a hope that everything is going to be fine in our lives, that we won't face trouble. But a hope that as we die to self, as we die to our own selfishness, our greed, our sin, that we can be reborn. Over Easter, we've followed Jesus on this most extraordinary journey. From Monday, Thursday, as he was arrested, right through to Good Friday on the cross to today. But this story begins with death, with Jesus' death, as he gives his life for you and for me. That as he goes to the cross, he does so in exchange that we would receive life, forgiveness and light as we see he takes our place on the cross. He takes our sin, he takes our shame, he takes our darkness and in return we receive light and life. And having seen Jesus 
firsthand on the cross, Mary is grieving. She's struggling to understand what has been going on and she wants to be close to Jesus. So she goes to the tomb. It's early on that first Sunday morning on the third day. And she arrives at the tomb and sees that this huge stone that would have been placed in front of the tomb has moved. So she runs as fast as she can back to the disciples. And then we read that Peter and John race back to the tomb. And in usual form, Peter charges into the tomb. And as his eyes adjust to the light inside this tomb, he sees right before him these cloths that had been used to wrap Jesus' body are lying there in front of him. And the reality begins to dawn that Jesus is alive, that he had died, but he's come back to life. He is resurrected. There is hope. He has conquered death. And we read in verse 8, John the Apostle writes that he believed. Whatever it is that you are facing in your life today, whether it's something to do with your health, maybe uh, you've lost your job or your salary's been decreased or you just don't have work or are looking for work, whether it's something to do with fear, whatever you are facing, the resurrection of Jesus reminds us today that there is hope that good can, can come out of bad. You know, it did not look good on the cross when Mary and John were standing there looking up to Jesus on the cross. It did not look good. But God is in the business of resurrection. And this is the message of hope that we receive today as God pours out his resurrection power in Jesus first and foremost. I was thinking this week about our journey over Easter. We spent time on Monday, Thursday in the afternoon, the evening together reflecting on the Last Supper. On Good Friday, we spent time thinking about Jesus on the cross. And of course, today we're remembering the resurrection. But what about Saturday? What about Silent Saturday? That day that is not spoken about very much when everything fell silent. It felt like the world had stopped for the disciples and for Mary. And all they could do was wait. It feels a bit like that now, doesn't it, in our world? It's as if the world has fallen silent. And, and all we can do is we're forced to wait, to be still, to listen, to listen to God, to wait on God. I wonder what God is saying to you during this time of waiting. Mary knew the pain of waiting. She would have arrived at that tomb in agony, grief-stricken. And yet, we read that Jesus didn't choose to appear to the rich and the powerful in temples and palaces. But he chose to appear to Mary, alone, 
in a garden. And of course, Mary doesn't recognise Jesus at first, but as soon as he says her name, Mary, she cries out and grabs hold of Jesus. And we read that she then runs back to the other disciples and she says, I've seen the Lord, I've seen him. Jesus goes on from here, we read, to meet the disciples. He meets groups of people, ones and twos. He, he meets with 500 others. He eats with people, he walks with them, he talks to them, he shows them his hands. They touch the, the wounds in his hands from the cross. All of this proving that Jesus is alive. So what does all of this mean for you and for me? What is this hope that we can have today on Easter Sunday? Well, I want to give you three brief points. And the first is this, that the resurrection means that all Jesus's promises for you are true. The word hope in the Bible doesn't just mean wishful thinking. Christian hope is about God making promises to you and to me and us trusting in those promises, us believing in those promises, knowing that God is in control. God is sovereign. Even though it may not feel like it at the moment, God is in charge. Jesus made all manner of promises that you can read in scripture about forgiveness and about hope, about our future as we trust in him, about restoration, about peace. He made promises about his journey to the cross, the meaning of the cross and the resurrection and the implications for you and for me. Now, if Jesus had died on the cross and that was the end of the story, there wouldn't be much hope, would there? We would struggle to believe the words that we read in here. I would struggle to have any faith if that was the case. But if Jesus really did rise from the dead, then that changes everything. All the words of Jesus in here, in his word, his, in scripture are true. His promises for you in your life are true. He is not just a, a good man and a teacher. But Jesus is God. He is the saviour of the world. So I want to encourage you this Easter to take some time to, to read through Jesus' promises over your life. Take time to read John's Gospel. And to let that light in, to let the truth of Scripture into your heart, knowing that through the resurrection... We have hope that all Jesus' promises are true for you. Secondly, the resurrection means that death is not the end for you. We are hearing a lot about death at the moment. Death is in the headlines in a way that it has not been in this country for decades. And that's very different to what we normally experience, because death is usually hidden away. We don't see it. We don't hear about it. Most people don't want to think about it. 
even though the reality is that all of us will die. Death was not the original part of God's creation. We read that death came as a result of sin. And the Bible talks about death as the final enemy. And it is bigger than sickness, it's bigger than fear, it's bigger than our worries. You may not know, but six million people bought a book called 90 Minutes in Heaven by Don Piper. Don Piper had written this book based on his own death and resurrection story. And this book went on to become the New York Times bestseller for over five years because people want to know what happens after death. Is this life it or is there more beyond this? And what we read here in John's Gospel is that Jesus defeated death on the cross, that this final great enemy death has been conquered by Jesus. And so whatever life throws at you, I want you to know today that as you turn to Jesus, you can have a sure and certain hope of a life beyond death with Jesus. So know that the resurrection reminds us that death is not the end for you or me. And finally, the resurrection means that Jesus is with you. This is a really strange time in our world, isn't it? We're now into nearly week four of isolation. And I think for many of us, isolation just exacerbates a, a feeling of loneliness and it can be really, really hard. But the resurrection of Jesus tells us that we are not alone, that he is with us always until the end of the age. One of Jesus's promises in scripture is that he will never abandon us, never leave us. And here in John chapter 20 verse 22, Jesus says to his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. He's telling them to receive the Spirit that will come on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit is the very presence of Jesus with you and me now in our lives. The message of hope is that God isn't distant, he's not uncaring, but he's a God who draws near to you and me in Jesus by his Holy Spirit, a God who enters into this world to redeem and restore this world and everything in it. And we will see that come to completion on that day when Jesus returns again. Tim Keller, the US pastor, put it like this. It doesn't matter how dark your life is now. Because of the resurrection, light will come. You know, it was amazing for me that Sai connected to Greyfriars last Sunday. I so clearly remember meeting Sai in prison 10 years ago and praying with him and reading scripture with him and it's been amazing this week to reconnect with him and to hear how he's doing he was telling me that you know, life is now good thanks to God he's got a good job he's got a, a small house that he's living in in Reading 
some of his relationships have been reconciled and he has re-found what it means to have hope with God in Jesus. This is the resurrection power of Jesus in one man's life. And so if you're watching this, we cheer with you, we celebrate with you and we welcome you to Grey Fries. It's so good to have you with us. We celebrate Easter today, not because we're a group of people who've got it all together or that we're living lives that are trouble free. But we celebrate Easter today because of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. We are an Easter people. We are resurrection people who pray in the power of the resurrection, who live in the light of the resurrection and who share the hope of the resurrection.